This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Risk a severe case of coronavirus, we all risk getting it and spreading it to others maybe without even realizing that we're sick. So if we want to get back to school, back to work, back to worship, and back to overall health, there are things our country needs to do. We need to follow state and local guidelines, take extra precautions if at higher risk, wash our hands frequently, stay six feet from others when we can, and when we can't stay six feet from others, please, I'm begging you, wear a face covering. These small actions will make a big difference. So I'm asking you to say it with me, America. Coronavirus stops with me. You can learn more at coronavirus.gov. Produced by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services at taxpayer expense. The Mid-South's number one for sports. WMFS-FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS-Memphis. On the radio.com live and rewind anytime. Smart speakers just say play 92.9 ESPN. Broadcasting live from the Triumph Bank Studios, invested in our communities, making banking easy for you. Let's talk growth. Triumph Bank. It's the Jeff Calkins Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. All right, let's do this. Uh, Chris Now, it's Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian on the Grizzlies and beyond. Every weekday around 10 a.m. Chris, what are we listening to? That is um, the GOAT duet team, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell, with Ain't Nothing Like the Real Thing. And shout out to the resumption of the NBA season. No more scrimmage games. We'll get the real thing starting tonight. Tonight we have the real thing, including a couple of, uh, I, 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 I guess we're rooting against all the, uh, all, you know, all the other teams that Memphis uh, is competing with. Um, in the for the eighth seed, and the headliner yep. tonight is Jazz and Pelicans. Zion is listed as a game time decision. He's don't you believe he is playing in this game? He's eligible. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they've been they've been cautious with him. Like, yeah. I mean, he 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 was cleared to play MLK Day. He did not play. Um, and so I don't know. I, I have no idea whether he's yeah. going to play. I don't assume that, that right. they will. I, I mean, they've been pretty cautious. Um, you also have Mike Conley um, in the the new look Jazz without Bojan Bogdanovic. Mike Conley, you know, maybe he will become the player he was meant to be for Utah. If they're, I mean, I'm not sure if they're debuting. I think they are debuting the the name jerseys tonight. So you have Mike Conley with I am a man on his back. Yeah. Um, so easy to root for Mike and. Uh, Root for the Jazz, and uh, and and that that's tonight. And then we got the Clips and the Lakers. There's really not much. I mean, that's certainly a headliner, but there's not much at stake there. Um, as you look at the West, beyond the battle for the eighth seed, what's compelling? I mean, in, just in terms of the 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 reordering, like could Dallas move up? You know, what what what's interesting to you? I'm pulling up the standings to remind myself of the gaps between these teams. I don't. I've never been a believer in the Denver Nuggets, and so, you know, if someone can catch them and pass them, like a Utah, an Oklahoma City, a Houston, I, I think, you know, obviously home court doesn't mean as much because there's no real, real right. home court, and so it's more jockeying for matchups, and in some ways, maybe, like, maybe for me, it's who catches Denver in the first round, e- even if... Denver like, right, right now, now it would, is where? It'd be Houston. Yeah. It'd be Houston. Denver's third and Houston sixth, and I'd pick Houston in that series, right? And so, to me, some of the jockeying for what the matchups will be, I think there'll be teams, 
you know, the Mavericks are going to be trying to get to get themselves out of seven and not have to play one of the Los Angeles teams in the first round. And so really what the matchups are going to be in those other two series in the first round that don't feature the Lakers and the Clippers and the sort of the jockeying for position. Um, it'll be interesting to see if teams try to pick their opponents. Like, you remember once upon a time, the Grizzlies, you know, six in that, that first playoff run in the great grind era, and they lost on purpose. They tanked their way to eight because they wanted to play the Spurs. And if you want, you wonder, since home court doesn't mean anything, whether there are teams out there that per- will perceive certain matchups they would rather have in the first round, like the Grizzlies did that year, and try to make them happen. It's sort of hard to manipulate, though. Uh, I don't know if you read Hollinger's piece uh, in The Athletic, but he um, he sort of identified two teams that he – you know, it thinks might be real threats here is Philly, um, who was, yep. I think he said, more. there's more of a dramatic departure with how they looked in the bubble than how they looked in the regular season than any other team. And Dallas, which has been um, really the, the underlying numbers suggest they're better than, in fact, their record suggests. Do you believe in both of those things? Um, I, I think both those things are possible. I actually had the the piece that we had yesterday on sort of the eight things who were interested in the bubble. There was, there was a ninth thing, and I, I cut it for symmetry and space. But the, my ninth thing was was about like nine Grizzlies. It was about um, are, could there, basically it was this. It was is there a chance for surprise contenders? But because because we've had this long layoff, and because there's no real home court advantage. And because it's just this artificial kind of scenario in some ways, or a different kind of scenario, is there a chance that the, the, the trajectory we thought the NBA season was on would get altered in some significant way that maybe we wouldn't normally see? And I identify you know, the trajectory seemed to be Milwaukee against one of the LA teams, right? That seems to be where we've all been headed. Right. And so in the East, to me, Toronto and Philly were the interesting questions. Like to me, I don't really believe in Boston coming out. I think Toronto is still underrated in the East, and I think Philly, who was my preseason pick to come out of the East, Philly still has the upside. They have two All NBA players on that on that team. Um, that that's sort of championship pedigree in terms of raw talent. It's just about making them fit. In the West, it's harder for me to see an upset again, in part because you have two favorites, not one. But if you're going to have one, to me in the West, it's going to be a guy goes supernova. And, like, who's going to go supernova? James Harden or Luka? Like, that's that's really it? Like, I, I don't see Donovan Mitchell putting a team on his back. Like, you know, you know when Dallas won the title, they weren't supposed to win. It was because right. Dirk Davinsky went supernova in the playoffs. Like, who, who could do that? And I think it's James Harden and Luka Doncic are the guys who could do that. And to me, that does make Houston and Dallas sort of more – if you're looking for an upset pick in the West, it's one of those two teams because of those players. The the uh, scenario that, that he sort of laid out was about was the the peril that is that Milwaukee is facing. Um, yep. They you know have nothing to play for now, uh, really. Then they're going to get a walkover in the first round because they get total dregs in the first round, and then all of a sudden, bam! You could be playing Philadelphia, and um, like that would be that could be tough. They're they're particularly when they haven't you know haven't played a really meaningful game in months. Well, you you think about you know Giannis is probably the best player in the league, but there is he has not proven it at a crunch time playoff level in the same way LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard have. A lot of the times, you know, we think of the best basketball. It's like you know, especially now, you move the ball and you get open threes and you get stuff at the rim, and it's not like hero ball ISO. Well, in the fourth quarter of playoff games, sometimes it still is. And Kawhi Leonard last year was like title by like dominating the ball and hitting 18 18 foot jump shots because that's all the you could get from the defense and he could make them and so like a Giannis has not proven himself as the crunch time guy quite the way LeBron and Kawhi have and the other thing is like who who can match who can match up with him and like Philadelphia a they have they have Joel Embiid sort of guarding the rim but then they have Ben Simmons and Al Horford who are two pretty good options to put on Giannis and Toronto I think you know is other than Milwaukee the best defensive team in the league and they got Pascal Siakam and they got Serge Ibaka and they got OG Anunoby and they got all these long defenders and they got Mark Marcus all guard, sealing off the rim and so you know last year when the playoffs started I picked Toronto to come out of the east I would not do that now because I think they have their own crutch time offensive questions but I do think Milwaukee is more more vulnerable to, come, to getting upset than their record suggests. 
Um, and you did mention Mark Gasol as another source of intrigue here heading into the bubble. Thoughts on yeah, Mark? Yeah, man, our, our, dude, our dude's been coasting through this regular season. <laughs> um, you know, he, he won his title in Toronto. He got drunk on the world <laughs> stage in a glorious way. He won a world title in Spain, and he's just been coasting. And he, he's taking the fewest shots of his life and scoring the fewest points of his life and, like, winning the most games of his life in the regular season for the most part. And, like, this is like Marcus Gasol's dream world. <laughs> but, 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 but at the same time, like, Toronto has been – they lost Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green, and they have the second-best defense in the league. And, like, Marcus Gasol's got a lot to do with that. And I do wonder, because he's had four months off and he can, like, he's, you know, tanned, rested, and ready, is he going to step it up? in the not only the seeding games but the playoffs specifically is he going to step it up in a way we didn't see in the regular season like it wouldn't surprise me if marcus all you know he averaged like eight points a game or whatever ridiculous number in the regular season it wouldn't shock me if like that doubled in the playoffs yeah um okay onward to the grizzlies they got some bad news yesterday as tyus jones is out for at least a week when they will revisit the injury first do you know have any other insight on the injury? No, I, I didn't. I I was doing other stuff, and Drew was writing about it, so I haven't talked to anybody about it. Right. Um, um, but you know, even just based on what they publicly said, he's going to miss three games um, at least. And I I think it's a big deal. I think it's a. I think the more you think about it, the deal deal it becomes to me. Um, more so than like you lost your backup point guard. Uh, there's sort of the sort of cascading effects from it. From one thing, I mean, you lost your backup point guard and a really good backup point guard for the most part, and so you don't have that 48 minutes of good play on the ball that you've had for a lot of the season, and and I think that hurts. Um, you'd already lost Justice Winslow, so so there's this trickle down effect of lineups and rotations. Now instead of sort of wondering about Josh Jackson versus Grayson Allen, or maybe if they don't have it, you don't play either. Like you're probably playing both, and you got those two wild cards in the mix. Um, you don't carry a third point guard, and so you're going to have to move Danny Mountain on the ball, at least nominally. It could be that Kyle Anderson's de facto sort of point guard in those lineups, but you know. Technically speaking, Anthony Mountain's probably going to play most of his minutes at point guard now, not scoring guard. And I think he has shown he is much better as the secondary ball handler or scoring guard than he is on the at point guard. Um, and so I think I think there's a lot there's to me there's a bigger and, and it's happening right as you're playing Portland with the smaller backcourt. I think there's lots of reasons for concern. I do wonder and, and Drew Drew mentioned this in what he wrote. I guess Taylor Jenkins referenced it. One thing you can do is bump up John Morant. Instead of being a 30-minute game guy, you can say the playoffs start now, and he's a 34-, 35-minute-a-game guy, and that, that would help yeah. pretty significantly. But I wonder if, they, if they, they've been so cautious all season, and it's not like they're competing for a title. So I'm not sure they're really going to do that. Well, uh, actually, it was on the Zoom. Gary asked the question about, uh, about whether they would bump him up because, um, you know, supposedly more fit, stronger, et cetera. And um, I think I expected the answer to be, Oh, you know, we're going to stick. We have a good plan. We're going to stick with what we do. But that's not what he said. What he said was, um, yeah, we've seen what he can handle. He's stronger. He's, you know, whatever. And so that's very clear. Um, In in terms of D'Anthony Melton as a point guard, what do we know about him as a point guard? He played. We know he's been better off the ball than as a point guard, mostly from a time in Phoenix. Is that right? I mean, how much did he ever? Yeah, he got he got thrown into the fire. Not all season, but for a, a substantial portion of his rookie season, he sort of played point guard for the Phoenix Suns as a as a second round pick rookie, right. not not a point guard, uh, which was sort of not great. Um, so that wasn't great. This, but you know, that's a rookie. That's a different situation. This season, he's not. Actually, I looked this up. There's a stat site cleaning the glass, and they they have him at 14% of his minutes this season. I've been at point guard, and then whatever's left, I guess 86% at scoring guard. And the numbers aren't good at the point guard spot um, in terms of team offense. Most of that came, I I would guess, that that the majority of that came in early December when Morant was out for a week or two, right? That's really when Melton boosted into the rotation. It was because Morant was out, and Tyus Jones became the starting point guard, and Melton became the backup point guard. And then once Morant came back, he shifted in more of the off-ball role. And so the Grizzlies, <clears throat> their record was like, I don't know, 1-3, 0-4, something like that with Morant out. Um, 
Melton did some good stuff individually, like you saw the rebounding and the steals and like just the stuff he does. But in terms of like being the guy running the offense, like that's not he's not John Moran or Tyus Jones. That's not his strength. Yeah, and as you point out, against Portland, which is how this thing commences, you might might have liked to see them together, Morant and Melton together against Dame and C.J. McCollum, and that's obviously... Or, yeah, yeah. Or, or any any like small backcourt combination, right? Yeah. So Morant and Melton, or Jones and Melton, or, or, you know, I think you've lost your ability when you have to account for 48 minutes of point guard play, and you only have two small guards now, you've lost your ability to play as much small backcourt in, in any of those combinations. And I, I think those small backcourt combinations were going to be useful against Portland. The other thing is that when the Grizzlies were winning in the season, when they went on their big stretch, like Morant gets the gets the attention, but they were really killing people with their bench. And specific, specifically, they were killing people with the trio of Tyus Jones, Anthony Mountain, and Brandon Clark together. Those three guys on the floor together were wrecking other teams' benches. And so you, you sort of lost that little burst, uh, you know, in terms of that chemistry off the bench. Instead, we get Grayson Allen. Uh, I, I, I don't know that there's anyone who – Coming into the bubble, you would have thought would have, yeah, we aren't going to see much of him. And now we're going to, it looks like, see a lot of him, right? Yeah, it seems so. I mean, he he went from you're not sure if he's going to play at all because, you know, he'd been announced out for the season and they were going to see what he looked like in, in camp, et cetera, et cetera, to he's clearly leapfrogged Marco Guterich and John Conchar. Um, in terms of the packing order, and, and and it seems we we'll find out what happens when the game starts, but it certainly feels like he's leapfrogged Josh Jackson, um, and now Winslow's out, and and um, and Dice Jones is out, and so like and suddenly like if you're gonna if you're gonna call De'Anthony Mountain the backup point guard, then suddenly like Grayson Allen might be your third wing, and yeah. if you're the third wing, you're playing twenty something minutes in a game, and so we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, a level of intrigue that we did not need uh, heading into this. All right, and then generally, like they're giving out growl towels today uh, down at FedEx Forum. Um, this isn't the playoffs, uh, and, and and even the playoffs won't feel like the playoffs because it's if they get to the playoffs because they're not going to be at FedEx Forum. I mean, it's just they're not or wherever you know. What I mean, um, yeah, at either forum. Um, but this is this sort of this. These play-in games are weird in that they um, – they're, se- they're seeding games, Jeff. Seeding games. These seeding right. games. These, the NBA is very specific on its lingo and all of that stuff. These seeding games. bubble, which we chose for them. Like they're very clearly higher stakes than I, – I guess that they're much, as much high stakes as, as a playoff run, right? Is that what they are? I, I, I have said to me it is these eight games are basically a playoff series where you play a different team every night. And so it sort of is the playoffs, and it's to me it's maybe it's more your more your playoffs than than like you know than 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 the playoffs that you really get to unless you think you're going to really right. make something happen against the Lakers. Like it may be like you know winning the eighth seed is is sort of like your is your real prize, and then like is your real competition, and then yeah, your prize for that is like you know having to be getting beat up by LeBron James for a few nights. But to, to me, you know, unless you pull out, you really surprise against the Lakers if you get there to me the real fun of this probably is like you know defending the eighth seed yes this is the um yeah this is what is what this is what is there to be won it is the brass ring the getting the getting into the playoffs against the lakers is the brass ring that you are looking for here i guess it reminds me a little of although the stage is in some ways bigger because i mean there's there's a lot of focus on who's going to get the eighth seed it's one of the real points of intrigue nationally that people talk about so i was going to compare it to i forget what year it was it's when the grizzlies really started slowly and then down the stretch jaeger was the coach i think they had to win they had to win a whole bunch of games i actually went on the road which i don't typically do for the regular season and, you know, I went to a game in Phoenix. I went to a game in Dallas. And they had to win, 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 win to get in. And it's, it's sort of like that. It's a little bit. I mean, yes, the, the stakes are, are, are clearly very high. Do you have any sense of how much Memphis is paying attention? I really I didn't, I didn't think that during the um, scrimmage games, it didn't feel like. 
and who knows? How, how you judge? It didn't well, feel like well, all of Memphis was watching. Turn on your, yes. You couldn't turn on your Fox Sports whatever and watch it, right? And right. so, I mean, if you're asking people to watch on their computers, I think many, many fewer people are going to do that for games that don't count. That's just right. And like, and like I, you know, I watched two of the three games pass and like most people don't have league pass and so yeah i mean i and so a it's harder to watch and b the games don't count and so yeah i mean i, I think it's not surprising that it was not the whole city was not gripped by scrimmage games you think the whole city is going to be gripped by this I, it, it's certainly an opportunity for for the city to be gripped yes um I, I mean, I, yeah, maybe. It's going to be hard to tell. It's all going to be like, you know, what it's you true. see in your social media feeds for the most part. Yeah. Like, there's not going to be big viewing parties, I would hope. Um, and so, but no, I think it'll be a communal watch. I mean, the, the times of the day things are going to be interesting because is that a hindrance because, like, people are at work? Or is that a, we're all stuck at home and, like, this is an opportunity for a communal siesta? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, all right, Chris, thanks very much. We will uh, talk to you again tomorrow. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks. That is Chris Harrington. We'll have real games to talk about tomorrow. Um, are you? Uh, uh, it is. Are you ready for the Grayson Allen Grayson Allen era to commence here? I mean, there's no time like the present, Jeff. Right? You know, next man up. Nick, you know what it is? It's next man up. You know, you got to play who's there. You've got to stay ready for these opportunities. Uh, it is next man up. All right, we got to take a break. Back in a moment, Jeff Cockenshaw, ninety-two nine FM ESPN. It's game on, game Grizzlies. On. Grizzlies fans. Grant closed by Harris. Oh, look out below. John Moran just ripped the rim down right on top of Joe Harris. Are you kidding me, young fella? Get off the deck. My goodness, what a move by John Moran right there. 92.9 FM ESPN is the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies. Game on, Grizzlies fans. Live on 92.9 FM ESPN and on radio.com. Cooper Systems is having a sales tax holiday super sale. This Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only. Buy any computer or computer bundle for up to $3,000 and pay no sales tax. That's right, no sales tax. If you take advantage of Tennessee's tax holiday this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only. And to make the deal sweeter, Cooper Systems has slashed prices on everything in the store. That's right, name brands like Dell, Hewlett-Packard, Apple, Mac, Lenovo, Asus, Acer, and Cooper Systems' own Phoenix custom-built computers and gaming computers. And remember, you pay no sales tax. If you've been waiting to buy a computer, now is the time. This weekend, prices have been slashed and you pay no sales tax. So hurry into Cooper Systems and you'll save a bundle on name brand computers and custom built Phoenix gamers. Cooper Systems is in the Mount Moriah office park or call 360-9679 to save a bundle and pay no sales tax. See store for details on tax holiday. It's a summer of a thousand engagements at Robert Irwin Jewelers. Free wedding band with every bridal purchase of $1,499 or more. Bigger, brighter diamonds, free financing, Robert Irwin Jewelers, or rijewelers.com. The Grizz are back in action. Catch the games at Elbow, where you will find the best handmade burgers from locally sourced beef, turkey, and black bean patties. And right now, they have Grizz Fever. Special burger and draft combos like the Grizz. Double meat, double cheese, double bacon. It's a real triple-double. Plus the three-pint play. That's three cold pints for $10. And the always great burger of the day. So catch the Grizz in action at Elbow. The Grizzlies, food and fun at Elbow. 2021 Madison, just west of Overton Square. Now that we're getting back on the road, the stops we make seem more special than before. Stop to see a friend. Stop at your favorite store. Stop at the places you missed most. And to keep you going between those stops, there's Shell. Stopping to fill up with our best fuel ever. Save with the Fuel Rewards Program. And to get snacks and essentials that can save you even more at the pump. That's just a few of the ways Shell helps you make the most of the stop you need to make. See full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. Most people know that Mr. Clean Magic Eraser removes crayon and scuff marks from walls, but did you know it even cleans tough kitchen and bathroom messes that are sometimes tough to tackle? Just wet, squeeze, and erase gray soap scum on your bathtub. Erase cloudy hard water spots in your shower. Erase burnt-on stovetop messes. So for all your tough kitchen and bathroom messes, try Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Indeed knows you've got big goals for your business, and we understand hiring is a crucial part of that. You need to hire people who will make a real impact. 
Indeed can help you find those important hires faster while paying only for what you need without any long-term contracts. Thanks to our super flexible payment options. Start finding your important hire today with a free $75 credit for your first job post and get in front of more quality candidates. Go to indeed.com slash high impact. That's indeed.com slash high impact. Terms and conditions apply. Nature Valley sweet and salty bars are just as crunchy and creamy on the lawn chair as they are at the lookout. As delicious on your porch as they are at the park. So enjoy a Nature Valley sweet and salty bar wherever you are. Morgan & Morgan, dial pound 529 on your cell phone. Pound law, that's all. Broadcasting live from the Triumph Bank Studios, invested in our communities, making banking easy for you. Let's talk growth. Triumph Bank. It's the Jeff Hawkins Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Neil McCready, of course, of rebelgrove.com. It is the Rivals uh, Yahoo Network. Um, also, listen to the Oxford Exxon podcast. It is available weekly. You can stream it as well on the YouTube, over on the YouTube. On Twitter, he's back on Twitter, at Neil McCready. After a brief, uh, y- you left Twitter, Neil, and then you came back from Twitter. Do you have a love-hate relationship with Twitter? Oh yeah, I, I hate Twitter. But uh, <laughs> what, what, wait, what occasioned you to leave Twitter? Uh, I just—it's it, difficult for me to believe that the world, that Twitter is a true reflection on the world, um, on our country, on the way we all feel about each other. It, it, there's, there's just no way that we're all that worked up. There's no way that we all hate each other as much as Twitter hates one another. There's just no chance. I, I, I can't allow myself to think that that is a reflection, a true reflection on society, because if that's the case, then we all need to be buying arsenals and, and arming our homes and preparing for Armageddon, because there, there's just no way. But as I was telling both of you a few minutes ago, there's, it's very, it's, it's not that there's no way to do this. It's very difficult to do this job in this particular time when you're covering things like, is football going to happen? And if so, what's it going to look like and when and all of those things without Twitter, because there are a handful of people that, that I talk to who will not return a text, but will return a direct message for whatever reason. I'm, I'm sure because they're, they're, FOIA rules and things like that. So I, I realized quickly that as much as uh, life, utopian life does not include Twitter, I live in the real world and I need it right now. Um, before I get to college football, because I do want to ask you where you think college football is, and I know you had Andy Staples on the podcast. I heard people to go listen to that earlier uh, this week. Um, is it, uh, what, what's the situation in Oxford right now? What do you mean? Well, what's closed, mass, schools, where are we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, We've been wearing masks in Oxford since, uh, oh, gosh, man. I mean, early early early. April. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I I don't even think about masks anymore. I mean, in fact, life without masks is going to feel weird. Um, Schools are opening uh, August the 10th, thank God. Um, kids have the option of, of, uh, taking all of their classes online, or you can go all in person for right now. There's no in between. Uh, if I were to tell my two that are still in, uh, K through 12, that they could not go back. Um, I would, I would have to bunker myself here in the office. I would fear for my life inside my own home. My need to go back. They want to go back. I think it's safe for them to go back. I know that is a hot debate. I think most people in Oxford feel that way, but there are plenty of kids who are going to to take classes virtually. Most of the restaurants are still kind of takeout only. Um, I, you know, I, frankly, I think there's a lot of a lot of places, establishments in Oxford that just aren't going to get through this. That, that I, I suspect on the other side of this, Oxford, like most places, is going to look a lot different in a worse way. Well, and the problem is, of course, is that whatever happens with college football, no one imagines big football weekends, which I'm sure, which drove the economy down there. Right. And so, Oh, sure. 
I mean, you know, you've covered lots of games here. Yeah. You know what the Grove yeah. looks like exactly. on a Saturday. What, what a lot of people don't think about is what this place starts to look like on about Thursday afternoon. I mean, the, the, the rush of people comes in on Thursday. And, and now that, you know, the last few years, some of the liquor laws have been lessened. And, and Sunday has turned into an extension of, of the football weekends. The last, I don't know, two, three seasons. Jeffrey might know it better than I do, but that sounds about right. And, you know, so you're talking about seven weekends a year where you're losing, I mean, doing rough math, half a week of real extra economic activity that that's gone. It's like canceling it's like canceling Christmas for retailers, right? You know, except there's Christmas whatever, seven seven weekends a year and those are now uh, yeah. gone. Yeah. It's canceling several exactly. It's canceling several Christmases and, and, and it's it's going to be brutal for them to come back and then you throw in to finish my answer on the other I didn't think about it till you said that. I had uh, Josh Hendrickson on my pod, one of the two podcasts we did yesterday. He's an economics professor at Ole Miss, and, and one of those people that when you talk to them, Jeff, it's kind of like I feel talking to you. I realize I'm talking to someone whose IQ is much higher than mine, and it's a little intimidating. And Josh's IQ is higher than both of ours. And uh, when you talk to him, you realize, man, I'm not very smart. This guy's a genius. And he was just kind of going through all the different things that could happen and, and when you factor in that 90%, as of right now, 90% of Ole Miss's classes will be virtual. So a lot of kids who normally would come here and spend the fall and live in an apartment and fill up and go to the grocery store and all the things that we all do when we're living in a place, they won't do that here. The economic impact will be disastrous. Is the In terms of Ole Miss, 90% of the classes are virtual. Are they – inviting kids back? In other words, my youngest who's headed off to Duke is most of his classes are virtual. There's like one, I think, that will be in person, but they're still saying come to the dorm, you know, single rooms, um, and they've rented some hotels out and whatever, and at least they're trying to do this. Uh, We'll see how it goes. I fully expect them to wheel around and be back in a month. Um, but, um, But the kids are still a lot of them are still going to be on campus at Duke. Is your impression at Ole Miss that they are not, that most people are just going to learn virtually from home? Well, I mean, the dorms are going to be open, but I think there are going to be a lot of kids who choose to stay home. Look, right. Well, I mean, just look at this. And, you know, economically, parents say, why am I paying for you to, to go to yeah. Oxford to take five classes online that you could take here at home and fill in the name of the town that you'd like to fill in? I mean, so... You know, my child goes to the University of Arkansas, and most of her classes, if not all of her classes, are virtual. But she told us that she said, "Can I, even if I have to just sleep on the streets, can I please go? I need to go back." And you know, it's it's well, that's I the thing. It is the college. It is some. It is at least some recreation, some version of the college experience. Whereas, with all due respect, being in her bedroom at home is not right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, her life is there now. I mean, you know, you know how it is. You leave yeah. high school. High school is one of those things that you try to convince your kids of this in and, and the same way that my parents tried to convince me of this. And I suspect this will go on till the end of time. High school is one of those really weird things that when it ends, it ends with this just abrupt. It's hitting a wall. It's over. And a year later, the people that you went to high school with, for the most part, the relationships aren't the same. So she's made all these new friends in Fayetteville, and they're all going back, and she's living in the Cayo house. And I'm like you. I mean, I just got my fingers crossed that we can get through most of a semester. But, you know, who knows? But, yeah, I mean, I, I get why it's such a heated debate with people. And I, I can't pretend to be an expert on, on human psychology, but I can tell you with mine, mine need to go back to school. They need that structure. They need the socialization. They need all of those things. I, I understand to a degree the fear and, and all of that, but I, I have absolutely no hesitance sending mine back to school. Um, okay, so onward to college football. Where do you think we are now? I think we have hit the stage of college football where people have looked at the bottom line and said, we have to do this. Let's figure it out. I've waited for us to get to that place, and here we are at the end of July, and voila, we're here. I thought the beginning of the week with Major League Baseball was a big moment. On Monday morning, there was kind of an audible gasp around college football when the Marlins news came out. And watching Major League Baseball 
whatever you think of it, sort of navigate their way through it, basically admit that, hey, this season is not about crowning the true champion. This season is not about competitive equality. This season is about getting our money, surviving, mitigating losses, getting to the finish line, and then reevaluating where we are moving forward. And college football, as much as the diehard fans don't like to hear it, is exactly the same. I anticipate, it's funny, I I wish I had more confidence in my sources about six weeks ago. I got a couple of texts back then that said, hey, this is going to be a 10-game SEC-only schedule. And I ran it by people, and nobody said, yeah, they're right, or no, they're wrong. They just were kind of like, ah, that's, that's on the table. And so here we are, and I think that's exactly what the SEC is going to do. I think they're going to play 10 games inside the league. They're going to build a lot of flexibility into the schedule. And they're going to try to fulfill as much of the television contract as is possible to get the TV money, which will help mitigate the incredible financial damage. They're going to try to get to the finish line. If they crown a champion, great. If they don't, so be it. And then I think they're going to collectively look back and observe the damage and figure out where they go from there. I mean, I I think that's where we're headed with this season. How do they get to 10? I'm going to add to um, the – Ross Dellinger had this in the athletic. I'll give credit where, or the SI, whoever Ross is working for. Um, SI, I think, yeah. Yeah, SI. Um, you know, I think what they're going to do is, like Ole Miss, for example, was due to play Tennessee and Kentucky next season as their two Eastern opponents, and they're just going to add those in this year. They're just going to add two games. So Ole Miss will either go to Knoxville or Lexington in addition to the other games that they had planned on the road, and either Tennessee or Kentucky will come here. Um, so you do 10, uh, and what, when do we believe this might be like, when are they going to reveal it? Are they just, what do you, what do you think? The... Well, they could, they could vote on it. The presidents could vote on it and approve it as early as today. They could wait until the first part of next week. And then I'm sure that they'll, I'm sure they've already started working on some schedules. I would, I would think they're probably a lot further along than, than we know, but they'll release a schedule and, you know, look, the, t- the TV people can make it happen pretty quickly. You're not going to have the traditional travel parties that go, um, you know, you're, you're not going to have stadiums full of people, at least not initially. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if initially there's no one in the stands. Ohio State, I believe, came out earlier in the weeks at 20%. Um, that's probably about right for right now. And, and you know, you, you probably can do that and, and then go from, go from there one way or the other. Maybe you have to go to no fans. Maybe you could build up to 50% at some point during the fall. I don't, I don't have that crystal ball. I don't think anybody else does either, but there's, they're just going to be flexible. It's not going to be your, your typical season. It's all planned out. Everybody's booking hotels and all that stuff. I just, you think it's it's going to be that way. If we do this, uh, 10 weeks, some reduced number of dramatically reduced number of fans, at least to start is what we're sort of imagining 10 weeks. Yeah dramatically reduced number of fans to start. I mean, I went to the 901 FC game where they had fans uh, match Saturday, and, um, you know, it was it's 10,000 capacity, and they had 1,000. So yeah. um, because they're asking for, and I don't know that every, I don't know that every health department will do this, but here in Shelby County, they're basically saying for outside screaming people, you need 12 people, 12 feet around every cluster of people, not six feet. Six feet is like if you're at a grocery store or whatever, and even in a restaurant where you're not yelling and cheering. Yelling and cheering spreads the virus. And so um, they're asking for 12 feet. You just can't fit many people in the Liberty Bowl for that. But anyway, so assuming this is what happens, um, when does it start? What, what, what do you what what do you what do you imagine about that? Because obviously you don't have to play as many games. You start at the same time to build in more flexibility. No, I think I think you'll see. Like Ole Miss was scheduled to start on the weekend of September the fifth. The things they were their their game against Baylor is a Sunday night game, September the sixth. Like that game, in my opinion, is not going to happen. I've already reported it's not going to happen. People pushed back, but I had pretty good reason to report what I reported. Um, you can start the next week. The, the date that I've heard a lot is that weekend of the 19th. I think Saturday is the 19th. Uh, you know, you, you start then, so that gives you two weeks in September, all of October, all of November. You probably could build in a week in December. You could get it done. That builds, that gives you, gives everybody two potential open dates. 
I don't think you schedule any open dates. I think you just schedule ten right. weeks and assume and that then, things will happen. If and something, yeah. if something like the Marlins, when when you talked earlier about this is about just getting through, not equity, not anything else. Basically, if LSU has an outbreak of thirty players, they're gonna just they're just not gonna play the game, right? I mean, they're just not gonna play a game, it, it, whether it will be deemed just not played or a forfeit or whatever, you just plow on and at the end, you look at winning percentage and see who won the league, right? Yeah, like in week two, LSU has a breakout. They don't play week two. You move that game to week 11 where there are no games because their opponent would, you know, would have that equal open date as well because all the schedules will be, it'll be so neatly organized that you'll be able to do it. And if you can make it up at the end, you make it up at the end. And if you can't, you can't. And you don't, you know, the whole. This is not going to be that year where, where we obsess over who wins the championship. I know fans will, but, and I don't mean that in a critical way. But the people who are doing this understand that this is this is just literally about slowing the bleeding. This is stopping a hemorrhage. You know, there's going to be damage, and you're going to have to repair it later. You're going to need surgery, but this is surviving. Uh, you know, the loss of a football season, if it comes to that is so catastrophically um, terrible financially for these Power 5 schools, especially these SEC schools with this mammoth TV contract. That it, I, mean, I think the people that look at the budgets and think, how would we make this up? How would we do it? They, they, you, you really, there is no real answer. You're, you're shutting down programs. You're firing people. You're furloughing people for nine months. You're, you're, you're impacting lives uh, it, it dramatically. And I know people say, well, COVID does too, and I get it. I'm just answering honestly. Right. And so they're, they're trying well, to figure out a way. Everyone's trying to figure it out. It's whether you're the WGC or a restaurant or the SEC or, the, or Rhodes or whatever else. You're just trying to figure out how to stay afloat during this period. Yep. That's, that is yep. literally what we were all doing in life, right? And, you're not, you, yeah. you can't stop the bleeding, but you can slow it. Right. You know, I mean, you, you know, you, you're going to you're going to need to get it fixed at some point. But, you know, you can when, put some when, of that super, when would super practice, stuff on it. When, by the way, what would have if, if none of this had happened? When would Ole Miss have been reporting? Like when? It would, oh, they would have been reporting here first part of next week. Like, you know, they would have been reporting, I guess, like Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. And they would have started camp next weekend, probably. And, you know, they would have played September the 6th and you get what 20 30 days to get 28 practices that's your typical thing and when do we think now when do we think now i don't know that's a really good question because i think camps are going to be different you know i mean i i I can tell you this the college programs for the most part would really love to be able to sit back and with this schedule if you don't start till september the 19th you're granted this luxury you can sit back and watch the nfl have training camp for a couple, three weeks and see what they do well, what they do poorly, where they have, where they have trouble, where they don't. Um, you can fix your schedule accordingly. All of these college staffs, um, all of them, Memphis, Ole Miss, everybody, they all have NFL contacts. You know, they, they can talk to people with the, the Bears or the Giants or the Rams or whatever and say, hey, I saw where you guys had a problem, what happened, or hey, you guys haven't had a problem, what have you done? They're going to be able to kind of adjust on the fly to some of these things. You're going to have your camp's going to be completely different. Lane Kiffin talked about this a couple months ago. Your camp's going to be completely different than what it would be like in a traditional camp. You might never put your entire team out on the field together. You might stagger workouts. You might do all of those things. You're trying to get to the starting line so that you have a chance to get to the finish line. That's it. Is uh, is the football going to be dramatically worse? And I'm, I'm like, Ole Miss players have been on campus, right? I mean, it, yeah, I presume yeah. no major outbreaks, or maybe they're not saying, um, but they've been on I campus. Don't... They've been like, what have they been doing? And yeah, and what do you think the impact on football is going to be? The yeah, quality. So they, they've been on campus since June the eighth. They had an outbreak early. There was a fraternity rush party on campus that uh, are off campus, and that, that led to a, a bunch of outbreaks. Uh, and then, you know, they, the kids did stupid stuff that all college kids do when they were around each other at first. They, there was a, there was an infamous poker game where, you know, I think guys were passing a vape around and, and, uh, playing with the same deck of cards and, 
you know, they probably weren't practicing their social distancing and they probably weren't practicing the greatest hygiene in the world and they had some breakouts. And now to my knowledge, they have not had a, a, a real breakout of any significance at all. I'm not sure they've had any cases in weeks. So, you know, I, I do think behaviors changed when they realized, hey, this, this thing can, can interfere with the season. This thing can interfere with a lot of things. This thing could get us all sent home again. Um, so, yeah, I, I, what will the football look like? I don't know. You know, they've had, they've had workouts. They just started being able to have one-hour kind of OTAs with the football, no contact, no pads, but you can actually use a football. They've started those in the last week or so. I think the football will be rusty, and for programs like Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Arkansas and Missouri that are breaking in new coaching staffs, uh, there probably will, will be some struggles because you, you did not get a spring. You did not get a typical offseason to install offenses and defenses and, and, you know, all of those things. But I also think on the flip side, the people that are doing the evaluations – for Elaine Kiffin, for example, Mike Leach, Sam Pittman, and Elijah Drinkwitz, this goes from being year one to being year zero. No one, no one's holding the season against somebody, and, and frankly, no one's going to have the money to buy out anybody anyway. So, unless you do something, <laughs> unless you do something really stupid, stupid, stupid off the field where they can fire you with that, with cause, nobody's getting judged on this, Jeff. Again, I mean, this is. I, I mean, I've already had fans pushing back on me on this. Like, you, you got to stop talking about this. It takes the fun out of it. This, this is not. This is, this is all of it. This is. I've used the marathon example. I've run a couple of marathons, and so I can tell you, when you go to a marathon, you have three different kinds of people. There's, you have the people that are trying to win the marathon. Then you have the people that are trying to set some sort of a personal record for themselves or, 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 or whatnot. You know, that this is the marathon that they run in 245, for example. And those people are pretty serious. And then you have a large group of people that are there that their goal is just to finish, to get the medal, to be able to say to themselves or to whoever, hey, I did it. I finished. I don't care if I run it in four hours and seven minutes or if I run it in five hours and 27 minutes. I finished the marathon. St. Jude gave me the medal. This is something that I've always wanted to do. This is the season that everybody should be in that latter group. They're just trying to finish the marathon. Uh, last question. Uh, did you cover Tommy Tuberville at any point? Yeah, yeah. I covered Tommy for a year at Ole Miss, and then I covered him for – Oh, you were there for the Pine Box. Yeah, well, I was there before that. Oh, I, I see. Was there when he, I was there when he first got there, and then I moved to Alabama, and my first year on the Auburn beat, was Tommy, I mean, Terry Bowden's last year. So I covered the Tuberville coaching search, and then I covered his first five years at Auburn as a beat so writer. So yeah, it appears the guy is, it appears he is going to be, I mean, I don't know, like the, Alabama's a red state. I think he'll probably He's gonna win. win. He's going to win. Yeah. What do you yeah. think of Tommy Tuberville? Not the politician. <laughs> what did you think of him? <laughs> um, I always liked Tommy. He was great to cover. Um, you know, tons of access. He was the guy that would come over in the middle of practice and talk to the riders for 30, 45 minutes. I mean, I've told the story before. There was a Sunday night. We were in, in Auburn, and, you know, back in the day when you had real access, which is Charles Goldberg and, and myself were in the Auburn media relations workroom back in the back on a Sunday night just trying to bang, you know, trying to beat our deadlines. You remember those? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like deadline? young What's people, young right, people yeah. are like, what, what, are, what are these people talking about? Um, it, Tommy comes back into the workroom and pulls up a chair and just wants to chat. And at one point, Charles Goldberg finally said, Tommy, we've got to work. <laughs> uh, I always knew he was interested in politics. He, he kind of kept a pretty low profile about it. He would like to talk politics. I knew that he was pretty conservative. Um, that, you know, he, he was kind of careful with that because a lot of times the people that you're coaching are not of the same political bent. Um, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not stunned that this is what's happened in his life at all. I, I mean, I'm, if you told me back in 2000, for example, that 20 years from now, Tommy Tuberville will be a, elect, a U.S. senator-elect, I, I probably wouldn't sense. have believed it. Right. Yeah, but now well, that it's happened, I'm not particularly surprised. I, I like Tommy. He's like anybody else, man. I mean, we all have skeletons. We all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. Um, he's, he's, a, he's always been a very ambitious person, and um, 
I'm, I'm not surprised that he's that he's accomplished this. Uh, Neil, thanks very much. Really appreciate you joining us. Jeff, always good to yep, talk to you. That is Neil McCready. Uh, RebelGirls.com, the Oxford Exxon podcast as well. All right, we got to take a break. Back in a moment with the one story you've been waiting for. It's Jeff Gawkins here, 92.9 FM ESPN. Only one Mid-South radio station offers Rewind. Rewind. Never miss a moment. Like a DVR for radio. Rewind. Just use 92.9 FM ESPN on the free radio.com app or online at 92.9 ESPN.com. Never miss a moment with 92.9 FM ESPN. 92.9 FM ESPN is the Mid-South smart speaker station. Just say, play 92.9 ESPN. Frontier Western Store is open and ready to serve you for all your needs in boots, apparel, pet food, and more. Frontier is proud to be a local leader here in the Mid-South when it comes to boots. Stop by the store today for an incredible selection of name brand work and dress boots. Come browse aisles and aisles of top quality boots at everyday low prices in their world-famous boot showroom. Dan Post, Rocky, Durango, Twisted X, Georgia, Ariat, and many more. There's so many styles, colors, and fits available, you might need a hand picking out your favorites. Luckily, Frontier's knowledgeable sales staff will cheerfully assist you with any questions you have and ensure the proper fit of your new boots. Frontier also has an amazing selection of jeans and shirts by Wrangler, Ariat, and Carhartt, as well as a fully stocked women's boutique department with thousands of tops and dresses at unbelievable prices. New arrivals often. Frontier Western Store. 5880 Goodman Road in Olive Branch and on the web at FrontierWesternStore.com. Family owned and operated since 1967. Hashtag Move Memphis Forward is proud to recognize Hope Church. Hope's amazing kitchen ministry and college ministry staffs along with volunteers have fed 1,240 local doctors, nurses, and volunteer workers. And their Delivering Hope program serves those who are in need who aren't able to leave their home during the pandemic. Whether food, medicine, or basic supplies, Hope has stepped up to help. If you find yourself in need, simply visit HopePres.com. Forward slash delivery. Thank you, Hope Church, for helping move Memphis forward. Hashtag move Memphis forward is powered by Best Care Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Are you bored and ready to get out of the house? You need to come to Top Gun Memphis. Do you need a new firearm? You need to come to Top Gun Memphis. Are you in need of ammunition to protect yourself or your family? Top Gun Memphis has it. Top Gun Memphis is the largest indoor shooting facility and gun store in the Mid-South. We also have your permit to carry classes as well. And we have Ferguson's Barbecue inside. You can come out and shoot and take your permit to carry class and eat barbecue all at the same time. 2770 Witten Road, TopGunMemphis.com. She, she, she serves two. Women make up about 16% of the American armed forces, and they've got a story to tell. From what it's like to wear the nation's military uniform and break glass ceilings while in the military, to transitioning to civilian life when their tour of duty is complete. Stay connected to the unique perspective of female veterans at ConnectingVets.com. Whether you were a soldier, sailor, airman, or marine. ConnectingVets.com. Baseball's back, and it's game on with Radio.com. Bringing you the best coverage of this historic 60-game MLB season. Follow your favorite clubs on the country's best sports stations every day. They'll break down the news with in-depth game analysis and exclusive player interviews. For a unique perspective on the MLB season and all sports, listen to Radio.com sports originals like Swings and Misses. The best in sports talk is right at your fingertips. It's game on. Follow Major League Baseball on Radio.com and the Radio.com app. The motto for World-class competition has always been faster, higher, stronger. It's the same for Navian, makers of condensing tankless water heaters. Faster to install and set up. Higher performance and efficiency to provide endless hot water. Stronger with the industry's strongest warranty. All because of the copper-free stainless steel heat exchanger built in every unit. Learn about Navian's condensing tankless water heaters and find a Navian contractor at tanklessmadesimple.com. That's tanklessmadesimple.com. Count on Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Oil change coming up? We can help you out. Right now, you can get five quarts of Pennzoil High Mileage Motor Oil and an STP oil filter for just $27.99. And if you need it fast, we can help you get it fast. Whether it's at home with our next day delivery or in-store and curbside with our free same-day pickup. The choice is yours. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions and details at AutoZone.com. Get in the zone. AutoZone. 
Broadcasting live from the Triumph Bank Studios, invested in our communities, making banking easy for you. Let's talk growth. Triumph Bank. It's the Jeff Hawkins Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Waiting around, through ups and downs, waiting on something to happen. I just said... Back on the Jeff Cocken Show. Let's get to the uh, one star you've been waiting for. It's that time again on 92.9. Jeff and Jeffrey have kept you hanging long enough. It is, at long last, the one story you've been waiting for. Yeah, um, Joe Kelly got eight games. Uh, Joe Kelly got eight games for throwing at the Astros, which is a lot given they're only playing 60. Correct. Are you down with that? He was thrown at their heads. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah, I, I, that was that. In in general, they've been the Astros have been getting thrown at since spring training. So if MLB really had this massive problem with it, they would have stopped it then. Instead, it has been allowed to continue not only through spring training, but through the in you know through the entire pandemic, through the restart, the summer camps, and into now. I think that what made yesterday or two days ago different is the fact that indeed. He threw at their heads, and I think it put it. I put, think it put Major League Baseball in a really tough spot because, on the one end, if you come down hard on the Dodgers or any other you know, perpetrators, it's almost like you're implicitly condoning cheating. But at the same time, I just think once he started throwing at the head, that's when it became. That's when I think they had no choice. Okay, then what happens going forward? Because people have been throwing at him all year long. So now what happens that this is is the lesson that, that other teams are going to take from this is don't throw at the head? Or is this going to stop throw, the, the throwing at the uh, Astros? I think the lesson is going to be initially stop throwing at their heads because I think Major League Baseball also knows this suspension is a statement but also at the same time, like it's not going to stop teams from from going after them. Yeah. I think it's, if you make if you made me guess, it's going to be selective. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, all right, what's coming up next on this here uh, radio program? Here's what's coming up next, Jeff. Here's what's coming up next on Jason and John. They're going to be joined by the University of New Orleans Athletic Director, Tim Duncan. He's going to join them at 1225. Also, Ross Tucker will join them at 1125 to discuss the NFL. Jeff, you'll join them at 125. Mark will join us from TPC Southwind, the World Golf Championships. FedEx, St. Jude Invitational, will join us at the top of the show. During the bottom part of the hour, round 325, Jason Smith will join the program as well. You will join Gary Parrish at Five o'clock. Are you going to be able to get, I was going to say, I was literally about to ask you this. Are you, were you able to get to get out to the WGC this, this, this week? Because literally nobody can. Correct. But that's not my, my question is a little more refined. I wrote a column today Mm -hmm. about a guy who built a viewing stand in his backyard at Southwind. He literally built this viewing stand. It's got a mister. It's got a fan. It's got uh, chairs. It's got a handrail for his mother-in-law so she can walk up on it, uh, et cetera. And it's right off of 15, and uh, it's that's how fans are going to be able to watch. Do you have um, do you have people in Southwind? Like, would you have you been invited to a backyard? That's the other thing, by the way, Mm -hmm. is that the people that I talked to when I went out there, they're by and large. They're not opening their backyard to giant parties, right? Correct. I have previously in in other years been invited. Been invited. I've gone to a couple. I've not been probably in in five years or so. I, I know one guy that that has a spot on fourteen, but do you I go, doubt it. Do you go? You go walk though. You go to the. Do you go when you could fans could go? Did you go? Yeah, I I actually enjoy you the go golf see tournament. Rory. Yeah, it's great. It's, yeah, it's I walked. A, well, I, I team McRoy. I, I helped. I helped him shoot sixty two last year. That's exactly right. That's exactly without right. me, none of that would have been possible. So anyway, uh, it is, uh, and of course that is underway. I look forward to watching that uh, all week as Memphis will shine hopefully on 
not just national television, but international television. All right, we got to get out of here. That's the music that is playing. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, but our work today is done. The Mid-South's number one for sports. WMFS-FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS-Memphis. On the radio.com live and rewind anytime. Smart speakers just say, play 92.9 ESPN. You know what's not healthy? Stressing about work. Or maybe you're out of work. Stop. Hit reset. You can start a new life as an IT pro in as little as four months from the comfort of your own home. Even if you have zero computer experience. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. Live online classes meet just twice a week. An emergency relief grant of up to $3,500 is available to those who qualify. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. The great thing about facts, they're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities. Or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Ask for it at Jiffy Lube. Howie, it's summertime. And you know what that means, Danny. The summer of a thousand engagement sale at Robert Irwin Jewelers. That's right. This is the perfect time to buy an engagement ring or wedding bands. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.